0: Hello and welcome to A New African Mind, a podcast that focuses on reshaping our views on mental health as Africans. I'm your host, Petrina Jose. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as MBS Care for helpful tools and tips about mental health. Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries, 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 boundaries. So we've been hearing this term a lot lately, especially because of social media. We've been hearing about it on TV shows and in movies and so on and so forth. And it may seem like a very foreign concept, right? It may seem like a, a white people thing, but boundaries are actually something that we all need. Boundaries are healthy and very important. And as you may know so far, I like to use analogies. So I'm going to start with an analogy about Ghana and its boundaries. I'll use that to kind of explain why it's important for us to have boundaries in our own lives. So take Ghana, take Kenya, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Ethiopia, wherever you're from in Africa or around the world. Think about the boundaries that your country has. Another name for boundaries in this case would be borders. So think about your country's borders. I'm sure off the top of your head you can think about some of the reasons why countries have borders or boundaries. I'll briefly go through a few functions of borders. One is to demarcate territory, to say that this is where Ghana begins, this is where Ghana ends. And wherever I say Ghana, you can insert your country or whichever country you want to think about. So it's to demarcate and to show that this is Ghana's territory. Another function of a boundary is to say that anything that is in this space belongs to Ghana, so it's worth protecting because it's ours. Another function is to create some form of identity, to say that whoever comes from within these boundaries or within this space is Ghanaian. And there are certain things that are associated with Ghanaians like our love for boiled egg and saying chali, right? (laughs) I mean, we're known for a lot more than that. That was a joke, please. Um, So yeah, so a boundary performs the function of creating an identity to say something about the people that come from within that boundary. Another function is for the distribution of resources. Now, this is actually one of the most important functions of a boundary, because when you think about distribution of resources... Ghana cannot afford to provide electricity for all the other African countries around it, right? It can't afford to provide clean running water for all those countries, healthcare for all these countries. And so when there's a budget and when leaders are sitting down to try and figure out, okay, where should we send what, they understand that these resources are limited to areas that are within these boundaries. It also means that any resources that we get from within these boundaries belongs to us. And because of the distribution of resources, it helps with self-preservation. Again, because we can't be supporting every other country that you can think of or every other country in Africa or even in West Africa alone, it helps us with self-preservation. We're able to use our resources within so that they don't get depleted. So these are a few functions of boundaries. And what are the benefits of boundaries? So the functions of boundaries also serve as the benefits of boundaries, right? Distribution of resources, protection. Marking of territory and self preservation. So let's think about this with regards to us as human beings. Why is it important for us to have boundaries? Why is it not a white people concept and it's a human concept? Using the earlier examples that I gave, self preservation is at the very top. When it comes to resources, we don't have unlimited time, we don't have an unlimited amount of strength, we don't have unlimited attention. So what this means is that we're going to have to manage these limited resources that we have. And having boundaries helps us to do that. For example, it's impossible for you to give 100% attention to your work and to your family. When I'm at home, because I, I can't split my attention properly between the two, I'll focus on my family. I'll focus on my personal life. The same goes with financial boundaries. What you're going to spend on, who you're going to spend on. So as we go on, I'll give more examples. Um, Boundaries also for individuals serve as a, a form of identification, right? It shows that within this space, there are some rules and regulations and norms that exist of how to behave when you come into my space. So for instance, you could create a boundary stating that If you're around me, I don't like cuss words, I don't like swearing, so please don't swear around me. Or you may have a friend who smokes and you don't like secondhand smoke, so you'll say when you come around me, please don't smoke, or if you need to smoke, please step away and do so. There are different types of boundaries that we can set as individuals. But these boundaries communicate to other people how to behave when they come into your space and territory. So for example, with Ghana, you understand that once you're within the boundaries of Ghana... The laws that apply to you are the laws of Ghana. You may have a friend, a family member, and people will say that, hey, when you go around this person, maybe don't play loud music or they don't like loud music or this person doesn't like this. So when I'm around them, I don't do A, B, C, D. We may not have thought about it, but these are examples of boundaries. Things that you can and cannot do, things that you can and cannot say around certain people, those are boundaries they have created. So boundaries help you to teach people how to be when they come around you boundaries lead to the protection of your mental emotional and physical space i've given examples about physical space so my younger sister had this habit of laughing very energetically and sometimes she would hit and it would be funny at first but it got to a point where this girl became very strong and the hits were not so gentle anymore and i had to categorically let her know that listen the next time you hit me i'm going to hit you back and so she stopped it could even be your partner it can be a sexual boundary where these are things that i don't do or i'm not comfortable doing a b c d so please don't try a b c d with me those are examples of physical boundaries an example of an emotional boundary would be to say to a friend or a family member when you're angry with me it's okay to yell but you cannot use insults on me for instance everybody has their boundaries what those look like what they are comfortable with so there isn't a one size fits all for boundaries your boundaries can be personal, professional, social, even spiritual. Coming from our context as Africans, you know, there's a lot of what I like to call fear mongering. You know, hey, I've had a dream about you. I saw this about you. I saw this prophecy and you're going to die. So let's pray. I remember a friend of mine told me once that she had to tell her mom, anytime you see anything about me in a dream like that, you just pray for me. Right. Don't come and tell me. And that's the boundary she set for herself. because. It was something that used to be unnerving for her. It used to make her fearful. Or for example, you may have a mom or an aunt or a father or an uncle or family member who says, oh, I know this pastor here. I know this person here. And an example of a boundary with that is, I am not interested. I'm not interested in all these different people. I'm comfortable with one person or, you know what, you guys go ahead and pray for me. That's an example of a spiritual boundary. Your boundaries can be verbal or nonverbal. So you can either explicitly state it or from your responses or body language, it will communicate to the person or to other people that this is okay and this is not okay. So let's just say that work calls you after hours or on weekends and you never answer your phone. That is nonverbal communication that don't call me after work hours because I'm at home or I'm doing my personal thing. There are other times it's important to say, hey, unless it's an emergency, don't call me. But when boundaries are not being respected after you verbally express them, it's very important that you take steps to carry out preservation of your boundaries. So now the question is, where do we develop our boundaries from, especially for us, the types of um, communities we grow up in? And I'm not saying this is the case for every African, but generally I've come to find that. We have a very similar way of doing things we had very close-knit communities where aunties uncles neighbors would look after your kids for you could discipline your children you know everybody's business was everyone's business and so boundaries were very limited so sometimes you could do something at home and before you realize your auntie who lives in another town knows about it because your mom or dad have gone to complain to them as children It's unheard of for our parents to ask us, oh, can you do this? Are you comfortable with doing this? Like, no, excuse you. My dad used to joke and say, I'm not asking you, it's an order. So anytime you wanted to argue or try and reason with him, he was letting you know that this is not a negotiation, right? And that was the case for a lot of us. We were not given the opportunity to say, I'm comfortable with this or I'm not comfortable with that. Come here, go here, do this, don't do that. Never were we asked. So as we grow up, It's hard for us to understand that I have agency in certain areas. I'm allowed to say, this is my private life. I'll give an example of something that's very common um, in our societies where you can start working in a place where people feel the need or think it's okay for them to comment on your private life, especially your sexual life. So I've heard a lot of people say, people will make comments like, hey, are you a virgin? Hey, then your girlfriend is enjoying or your boyfriend is enjoying. And those are very inappropriate comments to make with someone you don't have a close relationship with. I've had multiple people share with me that it's difficult for them to say, I don't like that. I'm not comfortable with that because our society has trained us, especially as Ghanaians to be very nice, you know, like laugh and say, Oh, I don't like that. Right. Find a nice way of saying it to make the other person comfortable we often try to manage the feelings of other people. And so because of that, we don't uphold our own boundaries. Another example that is very common in our society is men being on the receiving end of insults because the norm has been that men are the bad guys. They're the ones who do everything wrong, right? And so when a woman is upset, it's okay for her to say anything to a man. And even if his feelings are hurt by the kinds of words that are coming out of the woman's mouth, he has to hold that in. It's hard for, and I'm not saying this is the case for every man, but then it's hard for men to draw the line and say, I don't appreciate you using these words. They hurt my feelings because growing up, that's what we have seen as normal. Oh, that's how women are. And men are supposed to be strong. Men are not supposed to feel hurt about things like that. So if you're a man and you find yourself in a situation where your partner or someone says something to you that is very painful, you hold it to yourself and you don't draw the boundary. With women, an example is that saying no to people, saying no to doing things for everyone was rare. The woman was supposed to show up for the kids, show up for her partners, show up for her family, show up for her friends. So there's this tendency to give so much of yourself and to be pulled in so many different directions that you often feel depleted, you often feel overwhelmed. Creating a boundary of saying no, drawing lines in certain places can be very hard. So these are examples of how society shapes us and developing boundaries is even more challenging because we've seen how society reacts to people who try to develop boundaries. Hey, you're Samuyo. Hey, why are you acting like that? You're too no-no, you know? And it can be very difficult because we don't want to be shunned. We want to be accepted. But despite this, let's go back to why boundaries are important. They are healthy. We don't have enough resources to give to everyone as they need. We need to take care of ourselves so we can even show up in a healthy way in our relationships. So how do you start to develop healthy boundaries? How do we do this? Now, there's one called the five things um, approach. You write down five things people do around you that you're not comfortable with. So it could be, I don't like it when people gossip around me. I don't like it when people are always criticizing people around me. I don't like it when people are smoking around me. Write down five things you don't like that people do around you. Then you write down five things people do to you that you don't like. It can range from people insulting you, whatever it is, write five things down people do to you. Then finally, five things people say to you that you don't like. And Sometimes this could be along the lines of, you're too quiet, you have to talk more. So it starts to make you feel bad about the fact that you're a quiet person. You're too this, you're like this, you're like that. Whatever it is people say to you that you don't like, write those things down. So this is it. Five things people do around you, five things people do to you, and five things people say to you. Create that list. And now after you create that list, you have to ask yourself, how can I start to create boundaries in these areas? Start small. Doing something for yourself that's positive doesn't always feel good, isn't always easy. So ease yourself into it. Don't just go all out in the beginning because oftentimes people don't respond very well when you start enforcing your boundaries and this can be uncomfortable for you and it can lead to you giving up on building these boundaries. So start small. Secondly, ask yourself, what am I doing to contribute to this? Are these things that people are saying to me? Is this something that I need to work on genuinely in my life? Or is it that I am allowing people to talk to me anyhow? I'm allowing people to talk down to me because I don't stand up for myself. So ask yourself, what am I doing to contribute to my boundaries being crossed? And the third thing I'll say is to remind yourself of why it's important to have boundaries saying to yourself things like i don't have unlimited resources i need to protect my mental territory i need to protect my emotional territory i need to protect my physical territory i need to have healthy boundaries so i can show up in a healthy way in my relationships with others finally here are six things i'd like you to remember about creating healthy boundaries the first one is that boundaries are healthy and necessary we've talked about this right the second one is that it is your responsibility to protect your boundaries and uphold them. What do I mean by this? Think about the the analogy I gave you before about Ghana. It's not Burkina Faso's responsibility. It's not Cote d'Ivoire. It's not Togo's responsibility to protect Ghana. It's Ghana's responsibility to protect its borders and boundaries. It's the same for you. I often hear people say things like, oh, he doesn't respect my boundaries. She doesn't respect my boundaries. They're always crossing my boundaries. And this is said with the hopes that people will be more respectful of our boundaries. Unfortunately, that's rarely the case. In some cases, yes, but it's rarely the case. People will demand what they demand. People will ask for what they want from you. The world will always be like that. So the question is that, are you going to put the responsibility of taking care of you in the hands of others? You have to be consistent about creating your boundaries. I remember how one of my younger sisters had this knack of she wouldn't sleep early, so she'll just pick up the phone when she thinks of something and call me. And anyone who knows me well knows I don't joke with my sleep, so I used to sleep early. But when I'm asleep and I open my eyes, and around 11 p.m., there's a call from my sister. I panic. So I answer the phone, and she'll ask a random question like, Do you know if this country is this or... And I'd be like, Are you serious? I thought it was an emergency. And she'd say, like, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But can I ask you anyway? <laughs> right. And this happened multiple times. And I'd always say, But I've told you, don't call me this late if it's not an emergency. But what was happening was that I would always answer the phone. And so that communicated to her that that wasn't a boundary until I started telling myself that, you know what? If she calls me late again, I'm not answering the phone. My rule was if she calls more than once, then it's likely something important so i will let it ring and if she doesn't call again i'll wait till the next day now i know some of you say oh what if it's an emergency you know those are the things that we use to not uphold our boundaries and we complain that we are giving so much of ourselves to people so here's what happened so i stopped answering her calls late at night and then i'll call her the next morning and i'd say hey you called and then she would say oh yeah i just saw something on tv i wanted to ask you about i don't even remember And literally every single time it's been something that could wait. So I got my peace of mind. And it came from me taking responsibility for myself. So please remember this. It's your responsibility to uphold your boundaries. And an important way you do that is to be consistent and communicate. So that sometimes you answer the phone, sometimes you won't. You just teach the person to try their luck. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Now that I've got you on the phone or now that you're here. Another example is someone showing up to your home without calling first. And they do that every time. So it doesn't matter what frame of mind you are in, you have to entertain them. You can either one communicate, but for some people it's like, oh, they cringe at the thought of how do I tell this person, call me before you come. It, it's some way. For some of us, it's very difficult to be so direct. But you can find a very nice way to communicate that so that it doesn't also bring about that much anxiety for you. Hey, you know, sometimes I'm not in a good frame of mind. So. Please call before you come because when I'm not in a good frame of mind, I feel the need to pick myself up and it it can be very challenging. Find a nice way to say it. For a lot of us, we'll be surprised that it's even because we have not communicated that certain things keep happening. And for other situations, it might be that we're not consistent about upholding our boundaries. So, number one, boundaries are healthy and necessary. Number two, it is your responsibility to uphold your boundary. Number four, you have to be consistent and communicate. Number five, it will not always feel good. It will not always be well received. Anyone who was benefiting from you not having the boundary will push back against it. That's normal. That's okay. Go back to reminding yourself the boundaries are necessary and healthy. And that people won't always respond positively to it. But that's okay. You can't please everyone. You have to take care of yourself so that you can show up as a a healthy friend, partner, sibling, co-worker, employee. So next, it's important for you to know yourself. Know what makes you tick. Know if you are the kind of person who's naturally a people pleaser. And understand that. Because I have this tendency, it's hard for me to uphold my boundaries. So what are some of the tools that I can use to uphold them? And it can be as simple as I have a number I give to people for my work and my business and I have my private line. So when I'm off duty and it's weekend, I don't answer my work phone. Use every tool you have possible to help yourself in this process. It's not an easy process. It's not like, oh, other people figure it out so easily. And it also depends on the type of boundary and with who you are creating the boundary. So know yourself and understand how you function and how you respond to things. I'm the kind of person who is uh, what we call an empath. I absorb a lot of people's struggles and pain. And for the work that I do, I hear a lot of it. And I realized that it was taking a toll on me because on the other side of things in my personal life, you know, you'll be on WhatsApp and, and Instagram and Facebook and you get forwards about very terrible things happen around the world. So I had to tell those close to me emphatically. And sometimes it wasn't received well, but I needed to protect my peace of mind so I could show up well for my clients. So I categorically said, don't send me any forwards about sad things in this world, terrible things that have happened. I stay away from news about that unless by some accident I see it. But I got a lot of feedback like, Then you'll be ignorant in this world. With this work that you do, you have to be very informed, A, B, C, D. And I understood where they were coming from. But at the end of the day, I knew the impact it was having on me. And because of that, they have understood not to send me material like that. So know yourself. And then finally, boundaries can change. They can change based on who it is you're dealing with. So you could take late phone calls from people you're close to, but not co-workers. Even those you're close to, there are some people that you take late phone calls from and some that you don't. And then at some point you can say, hey, I won't take late phone calls from anyone, period. Right? There's so many different ways that you can create boundaries and so many different ways that they can change. So for some business people, they'll say, if your order is less than 24 hours to the, the time you need it, I won't take that. But they might make an exception for someone they're close to, or they might make an exception for a loyal client. Remember that it doesn't make you a hypocrite. Whatever parameters you set, let them be clear and understood. So the six, again, let's go through them. Boundaries are healthy and necessary. It is your responsibility to uphold your boundaries, not anybody else's. In order to do that, you have to be consistent and communicate. That's number three. Number four, it won't always feel good or be well-received. Number five, know yourself very well, understand how you work, understand what makes you tick and create your boundaries as such. And the last one, number six, is understanding that boundaries can change. This is just a brief summary of what boundaries are, the benefits and functions of boundaries, what they look like, where they develop from, and how we can begin to learn to create healthy boundaries for ourselves. Thank you for listening. I wish you peace and unconditional love.